This week on the podcast, I'm joined by Kelly Fine, a friend whom I've had the pleasure of coaching off and on for the past year or so. Unlike most guests on this podcast, Kelly is not a runner. She is a martial artist with a huge training schedule. She'll tell you all about it. She also has a long history with various levels of disordered eating. Before I get into this, I just want to say that nothing in here is advice. It's just two people who have complicated relationships with food, sharing stories about some things that have helped us along the way. And we're trying to show that there's some form of path, like through the mess. That path isn't always straight or easy, but it can exist. If you or someone you know is currently battling an eating disorder, I've attached the information for the National Eating Disorder Association in the show notes. The number for their helpline is 800-931-2237. And you can also get 24-7 crisis text support by texting NEDA to 741-741. Oh, and Kelly and I definitely both swear in this one, so you might not want to listen to this in front of small children. Anyway, here is my conversation with Kelly Fine. Welcome to the Trail and Ultra Running Training Podcast. My name is Will Franz, and I'm here to help you improve your training so you can have more fun out on the trails. This week on the podcast, I have Kelly Fine. She's a friend and someone I've been training for a little while, at least like with food. She, as you'll see, does all of her own training because she's savage at it. Um, and we're going to talk about some eating disorder stuff today. Um, this conversation is difficult because like it brings up a lot of stuff for both of us, but we're doing this because we thought it might help someone honestly get over some of these things that we both struggled with. Kelly's done a lot of work and like watching her mindset change has been amazing. Um, but I also want to say that I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a specialist in eating disorders. I'm not a therapist. Like she and I just managed to work well together. I've also not been the only person who's helped her through this. Like I'm friends with her brother and I know her, like her coach has been super helpful. So this is not a like me thing. This is a showing you what is possible if you can get through some like hangups on food thing. So that is what this interview is. I just wanted to show you that eating disorders are struggle. They're probably more common than we want to admit. And if you get through them, your performance in life can be a little better, but that might take years. Like it's a, it's a pain and neither of us are necessarily fully through that at all. So also quick note, my roommate and I are fostering three puppies and they just got neutered and spayed today. So there might be some intermittent barking, but we'll see. They're currently down for a nap. Hopefully that clicks. Anyway, Kelly, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I'd love to know like a little bit about your training schedule. Cause as I mentioned, this is mostly a podcast for runners. There will be no running questions cause you don't run, but your training schedule is a lot. What are you currently doing as far as like weekly training schedule? Um, so I lift uh, five to say five to six days a week and um, usually anywhere between uh, 16 to 90 minute lift. And that's kind of like on my lunch break. And then in the evenings I do um, about two, two to three hours, um, either jujitsu or boxing. Um, and then every now and then I'll um, add in another two hour session 
on after my my kind of early evening session I'll have like another two hours of either jujitsu or boxing later um and that's um and then on weekends I do usually between like three to four hours um either jujitsu or boxing um both days um so so probably kind of I don't know 15 20 hours a week something like that yeah I'd say it's about 15 20 hours and like seeing some of your lifts they're not small either like you just set a PR this week what did you what did you pull on a deadlift uh 285 yeah so definitely strong and training heavy um what is how's jiu-jitsu going lately it's good um I I'm coming up in a couple months it'll be a, a year um back from from because I was out for about two or three years with a, a back injury and um I started when I came back I I'd started I was rolling with a back brace all the time and um in the last couple of months I've kind of been been weaning off that um and and adding in more sessions so it's it's been been really good that's awesome it's really good it's been like fun watching you get back to that that's legit yeah I, I didn't think I would get there it was it was cool <laughs> but you put in a shitload of work so that's fair um what was since you mentioned it like what was that back injury what happened um I tore like um two or three discs in my um lumbar discs um and and I was just really stupid and you know I tear them and then next day we'll come back and do you know three hours of open mat or whatever and I just never never gave it time to heal um and it kind of got to the point where you know I like look at a weight and tear a disc um so um I feel that. So, yeah <laughs> um but uh but I you know I, so I, I had to like I stopped jujitsu for about two two or three years and um was just weight weight training and doing a little bit of um striking um but I, I feel like um, kind of learning to to not just take a pain pill and, and go back when I when I tore a disc and, and kind of building up some strength, strength and mobility back has, has really helped me help me get back. Yeah. And I mean, I think myself for sure, and most people listening to this know that response. Like I'm currently taking a break from running because I've like sprained an ankle during my last race and like kept training afterwards and like it took me looking at the calendar four months to finally admit to myself <laughs> that I was being a complete jackass so yeah percent. <laughs> yeah. I feel you. <laughs> how long have you been doing martial arts stuff um it's about seven or eight years now I think um on and off it's awesome like what have you what have you done in the past um so when I first started out, it was just doing Muay Thai. Um, and then I, um, my gym had a fight team tryouts and you had to basically do um, Muay Thai, wrestling, boxing and jujitsu for that. And so, so kind of, it, it just started snowballing from there. And um, when I was in college, I was um, doing about, cause I, was, I did online classes. So I was taking about eight classes at the gym each day of, of wrestling, boxing, jujitsu, Muay Thai, MMA, um, anything and everything I could. Um, yeah. Yeah, that is, that's a lot. I've done a little <laughs> bit of martial arts, but not quite that, like not eight classes a day. I can tell you that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so like what drew you to that so much? 
it's a, it's a um, rough sport. Let's be honest. Like it's a, it's a tough thing. I've gotten hit in the head a couple of times and it is uh, enough to deter someone with arguably more sense. Like what is, yeah, like, what is the yeah. thing that, that drew you to the sport? Um, I, I mean, I, I definitely think like to, to be in it and stay in it, you've, you've got to be a little bit kind of, um, something's wrong in the head. <laughs> um, but, but I, I think like one of the, that's, that's almost one of the things I, I kind of love about it. Like, um, once you've had someone, you know, trying to choke you out or, or, or knock you out or whatever, like everything else in life just feels so much easier. Like it doesn't, <laughs> it's not a big deal. <laughs> um, yeah. and I, and I think there's also kind of like a, a Zen aspect of it, like that I, that I love of kind of being able to stay calm when someone's like kind of trying to trying to murder you like that <laughs> I like the the challenge of that I get that there's uh yeah that makes complete sense to me and honestly like I think a lot of people listening to this would get it too because like once you've trained for 50 or 100 miles like shit's just easier it just <laughs> is yeah. <laughs> yeah so I guess like with your back injury, I mentioned at the beginning that we were going to talk about food stuff. Um, do you think that like food played a role in the injury or the recovery in some way? A hundred percent. Because it first happened when I was doing the kind of eight classes a day and I was probably, I wasn't even eating. Um, it was, I was probably on like 14, 1500 calories um, with that eight hours of training a day um okay. and so it's like you know I was I was always kind of um super tired and um kind of flirting with with injury all the time like I you know looking back on it, it you know it was it's kind of obvious like I, I felt like shit all the time because I you know I wasn't wasn't eating anywhere near t- enough to fuel um and now like now my training like I kind of I can tell when I when I'm not fueling enough because like I start to get more like tweaks and 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 get closer to injury um yeah. but I I yeah 100% I, I definitely think that um that played into it for sure so I guess like taking back a little bit like what when did issues with food kind of start and like what and I realize it's not like a one day to the next, but like when did things with food kind of start and like, what did that, what did that look like at the beginning? Um, so I, I think like a, the, they really kind of came to a head. I think for me in high school, my, um, I was, I didn't know what, even know what a calorie was, never mind like how many calories are in foods or, or anything like that. So I, um, in high school, I, I went through a phase where like, you know, going out with my friends, we would, I would eat like half a box of donuts on my own in one day because I just I had no idea what that was that was doing um and then I um so unsurprisingly gained gained a bit of weight and sure. um and and then like just kind of one some I think someone said something about like none of us are skinny and that was the first time that it was kind of like a oh shit like I'm included in that and that was and so that then I started on a um, starvation diet where I was on like 200 calories a day um, and just, you know, not, not a healthy way to do it. Um, yeah. 100%. So, and I think that kind of started the kind of obsession and hyper-focus on, on food. Yeah. So like, was that kind of a, 
did that trigger just happen? Like when you kind of heard that and you realized that, did you kind of within the week start on this aggressive starvation diet or was it more of like a progression thing? I think there was a little bit of progression. Like at first I was just trying to like eat a little bit of health, a little bit healthier, you know, cut out the donuts and, um, and stuff like that. But um, I think after maybe like six weeks or so, like, you know, I wasn't like, obviously it's not gonna, I'm not gonna drop the weight overnight. And I kind of, um, I don't know whether I, you know, freaked out about that or like, I kind of, I'm, I can get tunnel vision when I decide I want to do something like that's all, all I can think about. Um, so I think I just, you know, I felt like I needed to do everything possible to try and drop the weight as quickly as I could. So it just kind of like over the course of maybe three or four weeks after, after that, I just started kind of, it was almost like, how little can I, can I eat every day? Um, and it just spiraled. Got it. Yeah. That makes sense to me, at least. Um, <laughs> someone who's also impatient and have had <laughs> similar things in my past. Um, how did that like, and so like that's that was high school. I assume you were not training MMA at the yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So like, how did that propagate down the years and like interplay with sports training? Um, when I was doing MMA, when I first started MMA, I like a couple years before I started, I had a um, I had a stomach surgery um, for some twisted intestines, and I um, after that kind of started to slip back into um, some of the like restrictive eating and was actually pretty um fairly underweight for a while um and when I started martial arts I was still kind of underweight for my height um and I could tell like I um you know I would I would get tired I would I had a hard time especially like um often I was the only girl in the classes I was taking so like you know it'd be pretty easy for bigger guys to like overpower me and that kind of pissed me off <laughs> um so um, like a, maybe a year or two into yeah. doing martial arts, um, my brother gave me a book. Um, I think but it was a it's based on Bruce Lee's writing, The Art of Expressing the, hu sure. the Human Body, I think it is. Um, and that that kind of helped me, like even though it was scary to eat more, that was the one of the first kind of steps I took to like, I want to eat more so that I can do better at this thing that I love so much. Um, and so I, I think that took me from, you know, less than 1200 calories to, to 1200 calories, um, as a, as a kind of first step. Um, but I, Good. you know, I definitely can feel the, the difference when you're trying to grapple with someone who's twice your weight, if you haven't yeah. eaten. hundred percent. Also realizing like, yeah, 1200 calories on eight hours of training a day is not, that's a rough yeah. bag. <laughs> that's a tough it's thing no to do. Smart. <laughs> no, it's not great. Um, so you mentioned the word scary, like what was, what was scary about it? Like what, what scared you about eating more? Um, I think kind of definitely historically, you know, it's, I think it's always, it's still a work in progress, but I've, I've kind of tied my, um, my worth to my weight, but also kind of like, I've, I think I've, I've had this idea about, you know, I'm, I'm not lovable if I'm, if I'm overweight and I'm like, I'm, if I, if I have any extra like fat on me, then I'm, I'm not disciplined. I'm lazy. I, I kind of have all these like kind of stories that I tell myself about what that means if I have any extra, extra weight on me. And so 
and I, you know, so eating any extra food, like kind of makes it, makes it, um, feeds into that fear of, you know, what that means about me as a person. Yeah. It makes sense to me. I mean, like, I don't have really any good reason why it's been this way for me other than just, you know, I, that teenager and lost a bunch of weight when I was 21 and I put myself through the ringer. Like I also did not do it in a way that I would recommend anybody else do it. And it, uh, other than the fact that I was strength training, that's positive, but beyond that, like it just wasn't smart. And of course that leads to like injuries and all these struggles. Right. And yeah, like still struggle with body image things. Like I realize I don't, I don't see what other people see. Yeah. I'm not sure anybody, any of us do, but like most of us, like some of us have even more distorted versions of that. Like everybody talks yeah. about me being strong or whatever. And like, really all I can see is like this chunk in, in my stomach. Like that's it. That's all I see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like you end up with this distorted vision down the line. So like, has that been better lately or is it just the thing you kind of deal with? Um, I think some of both, like I, you know, I'll, I think I, I still have moments where like, I kind of, I just see all the flaws and all the things that I want to be different. But, um, but I think I, you know, I'm, I'm better at recognizing when I'm doing that and kind of trying to, trying to have a little bit more compassion for myself. Um, but also just being able to recognize like, um, kind of what, um, what I'm comparing myself to and, and, you know, it's, it's kind of like, I, like, I, I do this with like lifting, if I'm like lifting at a gym or something, you know, I've kind of caught myself, like, I'll see like a 250 pound bodybuilder, like, you know, doing a shoulder press. And I start thinking, well, I, you know, I can't lift as much as that. Like, you know, I need to, I need to up my game or whatever. And it's like, a, I'm not yeah. a 250 pound bodybuilder. So kind of recognizing what my benchmark is. Yeah. That's actually like kind of nice to hear because I do the same shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> especially being in the fitness industry, like I, I know who's on steroids. Like, it's it's fairly clear to me for the most part, and I d- actually don't judge that at all. But like, much bigger humans than me who are also enhanced, who also probably have genetic like predispositions to be stronger than me anyway, and then I see them deadlift like three times as much as I can, and it was like, why can't I do that? Yeah, percent. <laughs> yeah. I feel, I feel like we often end up in this like comparison trap that just isn't helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So like, have you, you say you notice it, like, what does that, you notice it, but you don't act on it as much. Like, what does that feel like? Like what allows you to kind of notice it, but like dial it back rather than just being very reactive to it? Um, I think, I mean, definitely one part of it is not, is not tying my worth to, you know, my, my max lift <laughs> Or, or my body fat percentage, um, but also, you know, kind of um, getting clear on, you know, what, why am I, why am I lifting? Why am I training? What, you know, what, what's the real kind of purpose behind it? And, it, you know, it's, it's, it's not, I'm not, you know, I'm not doing weightlifting competitions or anything like that. It's a, it's a kind of, and it, you know, like, it's not worth it if I'm, like PR or ER like I'm I'm not actually trying to to be in the ER all the time because I love training and then I wouldn't yeah. be able to train you know so it's so getting clear about like is it worth it um to to do the stupid shit that that I have done in the past 
Yeah, I get that. I've never heard that P-R-E-R. Uh, <laughs> I saw it on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that uh, that hits with you really well. I understand yeah. that. I understand that compulsion. So if we're looking at like food being a little scary and coming through that a little bit, is there anything that's like still kind of on the scary side when it comes to food? Um, I think it's always scary. Like, especially, you know, if I... Um, if I have to, like, if I'm, if I've just upped my training and I need to up my food, like, it's always scary kind of, um, you know, doing, eating more than I have, or, you know, I always have the questions in my head, like, well, you know, what if I'm eating too much and, you know, start gaining weight or whatever, like that, that's still just as scary, I'd say, but it's, I, I feel like kind of um, having leaned into that a few times and, and to have, um, come through the other side and feel how it feels when I feel better like how how worth it that is like you and I feel like when you're on when you haven't kind of um, just jumped in and and eaten more and 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 felt the difference like it's kind of hard to 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 get that it might be worth it like it's it seems like you know like there's I think that some quote like nothing tastes as good as skinny feels like that like that's I feel I feel like it's easy to feel like that mm. um but then you know once you eat more and like don't feel as shitty and it's like you know holy holy shit like workouts don't have to be this hard I don't have to be tired all the time like how much more freedom that kit gives you um you know I think is is way better than than feeling skinny I agree entirely like I feel like at least for myself and you can probably confirm this, like if you're in it pretty deep and you've been doing it for a while, it's hard to realize how shitty you feel. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when I was under eating and training multiple hours a day and like sleeping four to five hours a night, I was just like, this is just normal. It's not, it's not weird until you kind of come out of it. And you're like, Oh, I don't have to feel this bad all the time. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I, you know, I, I kind of like, yeah, I, you don't realize how much, how much else of your life, how much other parts of your life that kind of affects, like, you know, when I was under eating and overtraining, um, like I, I never had the energy to like, I didn't want to go out and hang out with people or do other things. Cause it's like, I, it just sounded really tiring and I, you know, anything that wasn't either, you know, training or, or recovering, I just wanted to kind of take a nap um and I you know yeah. I think it yeah yeah that <laughs> um I mean you have I guess both of us a little bit but like you even more so um have the particular maybe misfortune of falling in love with the sport that has like very much a weight focus right like there's a lot of talk about weight and running and it, like there is a like power to weight ratio that definitely makes you faster and like for anybody who needs the detailed version of that I talked about for that for like 40 minutes and another thing but like there is a there's a factor there but like you don't weigh in before you tow the start line at a marathon or something whereas for MMA like you have to step on the scale to get to get there and like is that a thing that maybe fostered this a little more or was that like or what did it not really matter no I I definitely think that um that's played into it and I um 
even for like amateur competitions, like when I kind of started out competing in jujitsu, I've, I've never done any kind of crazy weight cuts. Like I, um, the most I've done was like not eat on the day of weigh-ins or, or something like that. But even, you know, even amateurs, you get people doing like, you know, trying to sweat out the last couple pounds, like just doing insane weight cuts for, for no reason and you know at the gym everyone's always you know if you spar or roll with someone after is always you know oh what's your weight class and um and it can be kind of like a a backhanded like like a almost an insult like you know oh you're only that good because you're a lot heavier than me or or whatever and it um it can definitely like be a be a head trip and it um and I and I think it's certainly not um especially you know having people because I think you know, even if, even if you're not kind of in a, in a weight-based sport, just having someone ask you your weight can be kind of, um, especially uh, like having issues, it, it's a little bit, um, I don't know, scary, personal. Um, but, and so, you know, to have that kind of be a norm in it has definitely made it, um, made it a lot, a lot harder. And, and, you know, always thinking about whether, you know, do I want to cut if I, you know, if I, lift a lot or or even like you know take creatine or whatever you know what's that going to do to my weight like it just it, it definitely puts a lot more focus on it that that isn't isn't exactly helpful no 100 i mean we know creatine's a performance enhancing supplement right but like it's it's one of the only ones i can guarantee you in addition to like caffeine and food mm-hmm. um but it will make you gain like two pounds right. <laughs> and two pounds yeah. in the right spots, right? Like it, it'll make you more hydrated. It'll put a shit into your muscles. Like it'll make you look better. Uh, if you're, if your vision is like muscular is kind of looking better, but it will make you gain two pounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I wrestled in high school. So I've definitely done the like run in a trash bag kind of thing before <laughs> for a weight cut. Cause like, I just didn't know how to cut weight. Right. So yeah. Yeah. I, it's weird how much that feels normal when you're in it and then yeah. you get out of it and you realize how insane that was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're looking at things that have like you've tried in the past to kind of get through this, like I know this wasn't an over overnight journey. Um, what, who have you talked to? Like who have you worked with in the past? Like what have they tried to have you do to, in order to get through some of this shit? Um, I worked with a, um, bodybuilder who was um calling himself a nutritionist kind of early early on when I was doing MMA and he gave me a a meal plan that was you know it would like tell me how much like butter to put on bread like it you know like it was exactly like kind of every every amount was exact exact and um you know had exact times for when I should eat what I should eat and like it you know I I did kind of like it helped me lose a little bit of fat and gain a little bit of muscle and you know he'd take like um measurements like you know um both calipers and like um you know put a tape measure around me every couple weeks and like you know we we saw differences but I think that kind of fed into the like why almost almost kind of like I you know I can't choose for myself I don't have the the knowledge or or whatever to choose for myself what I eat so I need to have him tell me exactly what I eat and exactly when um and kind of I you know I it felt like I I made me kind of almost more dependent on him and I kind of um for a couple years afterwards still kind of using using the same meal plan that he gave me and I'd like google 
you know, calories to, to make some swaps for, you know, um, but it would make sure it had like the same um, macro content or whatever and exact same kind of proportions and everything um, from this one meal plan that he gave me. Um, and so, and it, and it, you know, that it didn't, I think it helped me like recomp and things, but I wasn't necessarily feeling good on it. And I don't feel like I, my performance, like I, I wasn't feeling like I had good energy to train and, and things like that. And then, and then I kind of, you know, I've, I've gone on and off kind of more structured meal plans. And, um, that was the only, um, kind of professional. And then I've, you know, done all sorts of like, you know, Googling and following Instagram trainers or, or whatever and things like that. And, um, you know, all, all sorts of, of unhelpful, you know, one kind of Instagram thing mm-hmm. I signed up for that had me on like 1200 calories a day again and stuff like that. Yeah. It's one of these programs that are created for everybody. They're not, yeah. you, right. They're yes. not for the person training eight fucking hours a day. They're just not Yeah, like, and, uh, I just want to touch on like this is why I do not provide meal plans. Like, period. One, it'd be actually technically illegally for me to do so because I'm not a dietitian. Um, but it's a little gray in this state, but still, it's not technically legal for me to do. But like, it feeds the obsession and it doesn't actually help. <laughs> it, yeah. Like, it, what happened to you is exactly what happens. Where this is what works and this is the only thing that works. So you become dependent on this person or this plan that you purchased. And then for, until you decide it doesn't work anymore, you are like, well, if I swap rice with quinoa, I basically end up with this, but then I have to adjust my protein. Like you're still following this thing. That's not how you necessarily go through every day, right? Like you, you don't have this option to, oh, last minute thing on a Friday. So I'm going to go out to my, with my friends to like have some pizza and then how to correct that issue isn't there. So you often just don't go or you don't eat or like some people even have like a bulimia response to that where they go and then like do that in order to get rid of it so that they can follow the meal plan. I like, I cannot put it any better than you did, <laughs> especially like someone who's been through it, but meal plans are not a solution. They are like, there's a reason that only dietitians are supposed to prescribe them. They are a clinical medical treatment that you should eventually get out of. They are not a system for your life. They're just not. Yeah, absolutely. I I feel like it kind of took away my confidence in, in kind of choosing what I ate. And it, you know, if you're somewhere where you can't like prepare your own food, like, you know, going out to eat a restaurant, it's like, you know, what if they, what if the restaurant like put too much butter on something or whatever, you know, like it, it just, absolutely feeds the kind of the obsession with it 100 percent. like i know if i go out to eat i'm gonna gain five pounds because it's yeah. all salt it's all salt yeah. <laughs> like it's it's not like it's it's not a big deal to me like it's, it's i don't even say that negatively like i just know the next way day i will be heavier because they add more salt than i really could even to my own food and as a result, like I will weigh more. It's not like I've gained five pounds of fat. I'm just like storing a shit with more water. <laughs> like it's how it works. Yeah. So yeah, it's one of these, like, if you don't know how to deal with that, then you're you're beholden for like the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So like past the meal plan, like what is what has helped now to kind of like turn turn a bit of a quarter? Um, I think um 
definitely gonna um, put in more emphasis on like how do I feel like and and um how do how do I want to feel and um and what's really important to me like um kind of you know um I think what some like when I when I'm getting scared about like adding food or, or something um something that sometimes helps me is thinking like well do I you know if I'm if I'm having a hard time with training or whatever like do I want to feel this way for the rest of my life like because I know I want to train you know as long as I can or whatever and so is it like do I like does it make me happy does it make me feel excited about you know doing it if if this is this is all the way it's always gonna be um and also I you know getting away from meal plans and 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 tracking calories and and things like that and and kind of having more of a kind of like more flexible approach to it and also like having like we we did a it was just like a mini cut um last year but like it was so much easier than any like any cut I've ever done before um because I think you know we built up my calories to a, a good place before that so the cut you know it wasn't kind of awful I didn't feel like shit the whole time um yeah. and so kind of having that confidence that it's okay if I gain weight like I can I can lose it really quickly and it doesn't have to feel like shit um yeah. to do that which like you know it's still going to be scary if I gain weight but at least I have that kind of experience under my belt of being able to to cut it pretty quickly and pretty easily um yeah you know has has definitely really helped um and I because I, I think that's something I kind of used to unconsciously think like if I gain weight I won't I won't be able to lose it ever like it'll um you know because yeah. I I think I used to put myself into a hole and you know way under eat and then it would be hard to lose weight and things so just to to kind of have the experience of, of doing it well and easily yeah absolutely and I'll say like there's so much shit there so like one thing for sure yeah, the cut was easy, partially because and I've never actually punched your food into a calorie tracker and you don't, and I don't think you should, but like, I, um, I can tell you you're eating in the, like the mid two thousands on a pretty regular basis, like pretty handily and maybe higher. Um, and I say maybe, cause again, I don't know, but I do know that it's high and high in a way that's like very good for fostering positive training. And when your metabolism is that high and you're feeding that well, like it just gets easier. Like you have a lot more, you have a lot more leeway. Like my maintenance is somewhere around 3000. I have a lot of leeway to do with that. What I want. Whereas like someone whose maintenance is 1200, like you just, you can't do much with that. 100%. Yeah. So one, another thing you said, like getting really clear on priorities, the amount of times I've told probably everybody I trained that like, you're an adult, you can do what you want is countless at this point. And that's really all there is to it. Cause like, you're, you're not a five-year-old, like you yeah. me telling you, you have to do something is insane. Like it's just, you have options and you have to choose which one you actually want. So I love that you're like framing that in the sense that I want to train really hard for a really long time. And this is what's going to help me do that. I mean, on that note, like when you're this week, we've actually upped a little bit, um, because you upped your training so we needed to increase food a little bit if you wanted to train well like how has that felt it's um it's it's always kind of like a like the you know the first couple workouts on on more food it's like holy shit like 
workouts don't have to be that hard like it doesn't have to suck this bad yeah <laughs> um, 100%. yeah and it, it's 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 so much easier and it's um it, it bleeds into everything else like training isn't as hard so you know I feel better about it I'm feeling I have more energy for other things in my life it just it um it makes it all so much so much easier um even I mean like it's still you know especially um I, ha I have moments where you know when I'm you know making an extra protein shake or something where it's like you know holy shit this feels like like a you know adding a lot at once or 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 whatever but it um kind of to do that and then you know like have my training and not feel like shit then the next day is um you know it 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 makes it a little bit a little bit easy like it's like you know I know the calories are are, are going to like are making a difference or must be like doing something other than just kind of like you know packing it on yeah absolutely and like the the number on the scale is really hard right because like you know it's I don't know I I'll use mine because um I know them very closely at this point like my weight is somewhere like right around 180 and I'm 5'7 that, that technically puts me like very close to obese um but I'm just like built kind of like a brick shit house like I'm very big I have a lot of muscle on me and I used to get very focused on that number because like when I originally lost all that weight, I was down at like 155. So like that extra increase has been hard to manage and it still feels kind of weird, but it just doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like, if you, if I feel better, that's what matters. Yeah. Yeah. And I, um, so I, I hadn't weighed myself in, a, in years until like a few months ago and I was um, trying to, take a, a boxing fight and so had to had to have my weight so they could match me up with an opponent um and was kind of freaking out a little bit about weighing myself and um one really helpful thing that um, my brother actually did is he had me um make a spreadsheet with like um kind of a, I put like a bunch of weight ranges um and then in one column I put like what I kind of was making that weight range mean if I like I didn't even know what I weighed but like if I weighed this this is what what I thought that meant and um and then we took that column of you know what I kind of thought like my reaction to it what that meant about me and kind of um looked at it like you know where where is that coming from you know is that really how I feel if it and we we even did like you know if it was someone else what would I tell them about that you know that weight and what that means about them and so we did another column where we kind of like rewrote the narrative and what do I what do I want it to um to mean and to what do I want the kind of story about that to to be and so I, I think like you know the first column was things like you know lazy bitch or, or super fat you know stuff like that and then the um the second co column was like <laughs> juicy muscles and swole patrol like you know stuff like that that was really helpful for kind of like stepping out of that that kind of scared reactive mode to like Love that. taking my power back about it it's awesome yeah I <laughs> you mentioned he was like doing that and I thought that was such a just such a delightful idea and really helpful because <laughs> we don't judge others in the same way like you judge yourself yeah and, like 
I mean, Jesus, I see this. I'm very open about my own struggles and I know like I'm a trainer and I coach people and I, I feel the need to fairly regularly reiterate, like, I really don't care. Like, it, it's not a thing. Um, I feel like because people know my job, like we'll be out to eat or whatever. And they almost like apologize to me for having pizza as, as I'm shoveling it into my face. <laughs> just, like, I don't give a shit, man. Like it doesn't yeah. matter to me at all. I just like, I'm very judgmental of myself, but like people should live how they want to live and feel good. And that's all that really matters. Like that's the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. But like, where are you, I guess, where are you now on all this stuff? Like, what do you have coming up? Are you training, training boxing still? Are you trying to get a fight going? Yeah. Um, I've been, been looking for, a, um, an opponent since January. Um, have, haven't been able to find another, um, a girl in my, in my weight class and experience. Um, so, so still, still trying to, trying to do that. Um, and, uh, and then, um, training, Hope oh, I'm starting to think about maybe doing a um a jujitsu competition. Um, kind of in the meantime, there's there's um there's been a few local ones and um maybe maybe trying to step back into that a little bit. But um, but yeah, that's huge. The fact that you like took a couple of years off and you're thinking about competing now is amazing. That's awesome. It's yeah. I, I didn't think I'd ever do jujitsu. Never mind compete. So <laughs> that's really cool. Like. And one thing I wanted to touch on that I meant to do earlier, but you mentioned, and this is the thing I still struggle with, so I don't have an answer here. So I'm almost hoping like to have some insight that might hit for somebody else. Um, You said like not tying your self-worth to, to weight or what you're eating or any of these things has been paramount in progress and Obviously, I agree, uh, and have felt that for myself. But as far as the things that helped you not get to the other side, but at least be able to take a step back and make that make that choice and make it less reactive, what have what have been some things that have helped? Um, I think kind of um, think um again, like thinking in other people, like what what do I kind of care about and judge in other people like um you know I like I if there's thinking of people that I know that aren't necessarily like you know 12% body fat but does that is is that what you know changes my opinion about them and it's like no it's 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 more based on like who they are and then I kind of create my story and explanation for why afterwards so if I like someone I'm going to create a story for it to be okay for them to have whatever body fat percentage they do. If I don't like someone, then yeah, then, you know, I'll create a story about, you know, oh yeah, like fuck them. They have not that, not that I think this about anyone, but you know, like it's, it's kind of like it, that's not the thing that determines what you feel about someone. And so not doing that to myself. Um, And then almost the reverse thinking of, you know, people in my life who have, um, you know, made comments to me about my weight or, or my appearance and, and how I feel about them and whether I want to, like, it, if I, if I don't, I wouldn't want to do that to, to someone else because I know how it feels. So why am I doing that to myself? Um, 
and and kind of using both positive and negative examples and then trying to trying to kind of turn that back on myself um that makes a lot of sense i mean as i've mentioned to you and a couple times other people like that last part is actually why i kind of market as i do in this industry because i know how destructive the constant talk about weight is to me um and i just can't empower to those who do it well but to me i just can't so yeah i uh i very much understand that like you have to kind of frame both directions like what would you want done to you and kind of deal with the others and then kind of that can be really useful the other direction as well yeah Thank you so much. I think that's kind of it. I really appreciate you doing all this. Do you have any anything else or anything else you think might be helpful for people before we close this out? Um, I don't think so. Thank, thank you so much for, for having me on. Cool. Thanks so much, Kelly. Um, hang on around a sec. I'm going to stop recording and cool. everybody listening. There is a you know path through the struggle if you're currently going through it or you know someone who is and it's never gone, but it gets a lot easier. So thank you. Thank you for listening to the Trail and Ultra Running Training Podcast. Honestly, I'm still surprised and honored that anybody wants to hear what I have to say, so thank you. To be clear, not a doctor, nor a registered dietitian, or any other kind of medical professional. I'm a personal trainer, a nutrition coach, and a running coach, and I have a passion for training trail runners. You should always speak with a qualified medical professional before making any changes to your training or nutrition program. If you enjoyed the podcast or found it helpful, please take a second leave a rating or review, I'd really appreciate it. Or you could just share it with someone for whom you think it might be helpful. I make these kinds of things in order to provide more quality, free resources to people. So the more people who hear it, the better. If you want more of this information, please head to the Trail and Ultra Running Training Group on Facebook, where we discuss all aspects of training so you can have more fun doing the sport that you love. Thank you again for listening.